batten the hatches, it's rice and beans. This is the once a week podcast where we talk about life, angst, and we ask the important questions like, who's afraid of the big bad Wolf of Wall Street star turned Academy Award winner Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm Gerard. I'm Eric. And with your favorite special guest, Piter, this is Rice and Beans, episode 20. Wow, 20 episodes. I think it's 21. It, oh yeah, you're right. Last, last week was 20. Yeah. This Fucking is 21. Yeah. So what up? We, you know, we're, we're back in a semi-routine. We're not back on the, the same day schedule, mm-hmm. but consecutive weeks. That was an important, good milestone we hit. Yeah, to re-hit that milestone. Yeah. Very good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, you're on the podcast. What do you want to talk about? This is your episode. Oh, episode 21. Episode, but, Peter. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, new job, which I think I was talking about last time I was on the podcast. Possibly. Um, before I actually even started the job, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. Oh, yeah, um, I haven't talked about my But, life. yeah, I'm like, I missed, missed, a, missed a big business now, and... Uh, had to fire some people. <laughs> Not comfortable about that at so all. So what is your title? Uh, I am a business analyst of the Chief ad sales fire. department of company not named because business. it's confidential. So it's business analyst. There's no prefix of junior, senior? No. Cool. It's it's a junior level position though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. And you were firing people. And I was firing people. Pistol Pete. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. No. <laughs> no. We, we can pick up other ones like Piranha Pete. Yeah. Piranha Pete. Piranha Pete. Is that a thing? I mean, that's a Mario character, isn't it? All right, hold on. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, before anything goes further, I'm going to ask what you're doing. Oh, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> I'm attempting I'm attempting to see, just like that video Gerard showed me earlier, um, for, I guess, if you want to explain it real quick, just to so. um, Is a, a young boy who... Uh, decided to make sparkling wine for his dad, so he poured a bottle of wine into a soda stream bottle and carbonated the ever-loving hell out of it, and it exploded and burst all over their white kitchen walls and ceiling. It's a pretty good video. Yeah. But so, now what I'm attempting, out of complete sheer curiosity, is I am uh, going to take a sip of some Cabernet Sauvignon. Yellowtail, of course. You mean Best Cabernet brand. Sauvignon. Cabernet, I'm sorry. Um, and then I'm going to take a sip before swallowing of some lemon-lime seltzer, and I'm going to see if uh, some, would you taste some magic like is that? stirred. <laughs> Alright, why don't we just live pour taste both it? into a shot glass? And... Peter spilled seltzer sip. all <laughs> over his all over his new lips. <laughs> you know... It kind of just tastes like sparkling red wine. I was about to say, so, sparkling red, like, I know sparkling white wine is basically champagne. Yeah, now that I think about it, like, any time I've ever, like, seen sparkling red wine or tried it, I'm pretty sure it was literally just carbonated red wine. So, like, that, that's what that was. But the lemon-lime added a nice... Nice undertone. A nice undertone. Nice notes. Yeah, nice Hints of seltzer. The that legs actually, were divine. That was a perfect segue that leads me to something I want to talk about this week, which was... The man who invented the segues? No. Oh, no. He's uh, a great guy. He is a great I, guy. I uh, recently, because uh, I follow the Star Trek like website on Facebook, and they released a thing. They launched a new line of colognes. Like, you get, like, a, a Kirk, Spock, or Sulu, like, inspired sense. 
So, so I think you bought no, <laughs> I was I was just reading them, and then that led me to then look up the cologne I use and other ones I have used, and just other top like colognes. Because like, have you guys ever read the description of cologne? I don't use cologne. It's I don't think pretty I pretty hilarious. Like the marketing term, because it's like one you can't really describe a scent. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can just compare it to other things. Yeah. And also, like, they were, they're, like, horribly inaccurate. Like, and, no, I, oh, yeah, I put a little bit on. Smell my shirt for a sec. Oh. Okay. You got a scent of that, right? The, the, the description of the scent was, like, a paragraph long. And it was, like, it starts off with a firecracker explosion of citrus luring you underneath with woody smells of musk and wood. Like, it's going through, like, these random things. And I'm just, like, it smells nice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I highly suggest looking up some description of cologne because you're like, if I were to shop, like if I were to shop for my cologne based on description, I would never have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it does not describe the scent accurately whatsoever. Uh, Pete, do you use cologne? I do. Hmm. Yeah, I, do I, um, uh, this Christmas, I was bestowed a uh, cologne by Polo Ralph Lauren. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Always Polo, Polo, is Polo, Polo Ralph Blue? Period, yeah. hmm? Is it Polo Blue? No, it's Polo Red. Polo Red's nice. And it smells just like a plaid flannel. Yeah. Plus musk, plus probably lavender and many other scents. Polo That did, does not make it smell like plaid. For but. a while, Polo did like a number series, like one through four. And I, I got like a, a sample kit of all four of them, but I used Polo too for a while. I really liked it. Yeah. But, but my my go to for almost six years now is uh, Hugo Boss in Motion. I love it. It's what you just smelled. It's nice. It's fruity. It's not a very masculine smelling cologne, but I love it. Whatever. What are you snickering about? I've just been using the same deodorant for like ten years, and that's <laughs> like the most I could give to this conversation. Like, I don't know. I like it. It gives it's. It's nice to, because like what I like. I think I smell fine. Just buy you some bit. cologne. Eric. I like, feel like I smell fine. And by buy you some cologne, I'm just gonna give you like one of like the Avon brand colognes that uh, oh, yeah, I used cool. for a while. Sounds good. They smell pretty good. Yeah. The one I was using before I got the Polo Red was Adventure. Oh no, Explore by Avon. Ooh. <laughs> what I love. All about, right. Yeah. I like to consider myself an explorer. So. What, I love, what I love about uh, the In Motion by Boss. The, the bottle, if you could call that, is like a sphere. It's oh, like a, it's that one. Yeah. The, it's like this aluminum sphere, and the bottle is I've basically like the bottom. And you like press the bottom up to activate the aerosol, and it sprays out the side. And so I brought it to college and just put it on like my desk next to like everything else I might use in the morning. And I, you know, every year I would always bring it into school and put it on my desk and uh recently uh my girlfriend lauren or recently like a year ago at this point um she like asked me because i was bringing it home like she was like why is that like every year it's always on your desk but like whenever you go home you take it home like what's like the significance of it and i was like my cologne i don't know i like to smell nice she goes that's cologne (laughs) yeah she goes i thought it was like a star trek thing (laughs) that's kind of looked like a star trek thing she's like i don't know i thought it was like a star trek desk toy that you brought everywhere with you you. (laughs) 
That's what I'm excited about my new job is I'm going to have desk knickknacks and I get yeah. to decide what I'm bringing. I'm going to bring my robot devil statue in mm-hmm. and then probably just put up a bunch of penny arcade strips and I, I'm just going to be like, oh, this guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah, now that I've been at my job for like three months, I can definitely say I hate not having my own desk. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah. Because like I, I, I literally liked the whole aspect of like, I'm going to put a whole bunch of shit all over my desk that's going to perfectly describe who I am. So that way, if people don't like me, they will know right away. And so, that's that. So you like, upgraded to a, a better position at a better company, with but a sacrifice. you lost a desk. Yeah, but I lost a desk. So like, yeah, it's like one of those like European open concept shit things. So it's like every computer is like communal or what? It's like it's like every, it's actually every, everybody using one. Yeah, computer. every computer has like a docking station <laughs> that you dock your laptop onto, and then like you okay. can use the computer. Does your does your business do um like the what's it called? It's Windows, classified. The Windows Continuum. Windows Continuum. Yeah, the new uh, Windows phones that are coming out, especially the ones by HP. Essentially, you buy the phone, and it comes with a little dock, and no. the dock. Okay, well, <laughs> like, I, like, 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 like this whole thing is so new to me yeah. that I'm like, yeah, this definitely is not a thing. This the the dock uh, has a few ports on it. It's got an HDMI port that plugs into your monitor, power, so you could charge the phone while a it's phone docked with an HDMI. And then port? it's got like four uh, USB ports on it. So wait, this is, is a phone? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a dock. Oh, okay. so the idea is you're oh. using your smartphone. You plug it into the dock, and it connects, and you're using a desktop computer. Oh, oh okay. So the yeah. idea is at the end of the That's day, cool. you take your work computer with you home. You can plug it in at home if you need to work on it or whatever. So okay. it you always have your files with you in the form of... Yeah, and since like smartphones today are like as powerful as like a standard laptop, yeah. it's pretty much <laughs> as perfectly feasible. <laughs> yeah, there's a, in a, a version of that for Android as well that... Google's been trying to work with, but another third party has come up with. It, ri- it originally was called, like, Andromeda. I think that's Google's version. It's called Andromeda. But, um... Not to be mistaken with the horrible video game that just came out recently. Oh, did it... What, what was Mass that? Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's, it's like, heard it's bad. It's not great. I didn't... <laughs> I, like, I never owned any of the Mass Effects, but I, like, played them in other people's houses, and I couldn't get into them. Mass Effect 1 was cool. 2 was alright. 3 was shit. I'm drama over shit. I guess because, like, they're so dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. But at least, like, the first three were, like, somewhat, like, they were all dialogue heavy, but, like, the first three at least, like, had, like, a very clear, straightforward plot. And then Andromeda is pretty much just, like, they really went for the whole, you're in a new galaxy and you know nothing, but, like, that almost made you, like not get interested into the game because there was nothing that you understood until like mm-hmm. the last few moments of the game and you're so then like, you replay oh. it man no replay value the, the game <laughs> has zero replay yeah. value at all um that's what that's one thing i'm excited about because i i finished breath of the wild in the past such week. a beautiful game yeah um but oh. what i'm excited about because i i did like the all of the optional main dungeons i completed those and I did a, a very the the, oh, the divine yeah, yeah. yeah and um, all of the optional mini dungeons I did a fair number of them but like there are still Matt did all large sections of the map I've probably not been to and uh, like a lot of different collectible things I could do so 
I'm excited to, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing my current file at 100% or close to 100% it, or if I'm just going to start a new one and get a different playthrough of it. I don't know. How, how many hours did it take you to beat, beat the uh, first one? Well, because for me, I just kind of, at one point, just decided I was just going to do... The main boss. The main boss. Yeah. So, like, I kind of just, like, ended it abruptly. Mm-hmm. But I think that because when I play video games, I, like, like, I have a lot of trouble putting down a video game. So yeah. I think that I logged, like, 85 hours mm-hmm. into it or something. Do you know how to get to, like, the actual hour count on the Switch? No, because it's weird. I just you like have estimated. To, you have to go to your profile, and then you can scroll down, and it's like the game will only start showing how many hours you have after like twenty. Otherwise, it'll just say like your last played. It's weird, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I I finished at about hundred one hours. Mm-hmm. I put in, but I have I, nothing oh, to contribute to nothing. this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the ending was a bit too abrupt. Yeah. I wish there was another cutscene or longer ones at the end. Like, it kind of it felt like it was it was an epic boss battle, but it really wasn't hard. It really it was wasn't way hard, too easy. and it wasn't a like I'm not trying to spoil anything for Erg, but it just wasn't it wasn't what I expected. No. Yeah, I like, know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I wanted one more phase. You know. I wanted, wanted like at least two or three more. Actually, <laughs> like this is a very like we're, we're targeted <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, yeah, that and like once it, I felt like once you did like the nailing blow or whatever, I felt like it like pretty much immediately like the credits rolled and you were at the main menu. You I mean, know, yeah, I, yeah I felt that's like, exactly yeah. what yeah. happened. And then you're like, oh. mm-hmm. did you do the things you needed to get the alternate ending? Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't it's, that award. Like, like yeah, it's like it's like there's like really no point to like strive to get it. It's like I've spaced out. So yeah. I spaced out. There's like there's so. nothing, like, like there wasn't anything that like I was like oh now I feel like I've learned so much more. It was kind of <laughs> just like no, it was like ten more seconds of dialogue that really didn't have a meaning or relevance. No, yeah. I, like, see, I'm, I'm still really, an amazing fucking yeah. game, though. That I'm, everybody. I'm should really play excited Eric. for the next Zelda game. Probably just let Eric. Because, like, the way <laughs> I see it, I really see this as like a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's really showing this is the kind of open world we, with the help of Monolith Soft, can create. You know, we can make a huge world that is rich, beautiful, and full. Now, if they could just integrate the story a bit heavier, I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Because they worked so hard on making a story that could be told out of order or not at all. Yeah. That I, I think it, it wasn't as heavy as it could have been because mm-hmm. it's not a linear one. Yeah. But we could segue this into another conversation Pete and I were having a few uh, weeks ago. Video games, I think it's clear they're not going anywhere. Do you think, like, say you have a kid, what games would you give them to teach them uh, things? Yeah. To teach them Yeah, things? to be like, all right, here's like your video game curriculum to like... Sculpt a young mind to become like, like you, except less pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, it's it's so hard to think that way because like um, my nephew, like I, I play games with him sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, it's just a little weird with things because what I find so funny is uh, I remember like whenever like a new console would come out, like gushing over the new graphics. Of like you know the 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 Xbox 360 or even the original Xbox, 
when that came out, you know, and like finding like finding graphics so cool and like if you went online during like the big console wars or whatever and people are like bashing like different graphics or like potentials of others, but like the amount of kids now where their entire video game experience is on phones or tablets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like crazy to think about that that like there's so many people oh, like think of that. you know, there's so many kids that would say like I am a video gamer as hard as you would say it growing up. But they've never picked up a controller in their life. That's wild. Yeah. And, and, like, on top of that, like, I was very surprised when I found out, like, how little he kind of cared about different, like, graphics and things like that. That could change. That could stay the same. So that's making me say, like, my first gut instinct is to say, well, I got to show him Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, two Ooh. Two games that you could easily show him with, like higher graphic quality anyway so like right. it's not even that big of a deal yeah um yeah i said like i would give my kid like minecraft and then like minesweeper and be like <laughs> minecraft yes, is like learn. honestly like <laughs> like and so many people and like this was a conversation that we were having before too yeah. is that i'm just like so many people just shit all over the game but like it is a very sophisticated game what's funny like, is like i would i would give it to my kid enough for them to really like it and be like, all right, let's play something else for a few years. Like, the, <laughs> I don't want my I don't want my kid to be a Minecraft kid. Oh yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no. But but I I also said to Eric that like I would definitely let my give my kid The Sims because I want my kid <laughs> at an early age to know the meaning of life and death by experience by, by murdering <laughs> simulating people. it firsthand <laughs> by deleting the ladder in the pool. That's but part what of you were game. saying about <laughs> Minecraft being sophisticated, like. I don't know if you've, like, I saw online, like, someone made a TI-84. Yeah. Like, that's insane yeah. in the yeah. game. But, like, at the same time, like, also, like, I found this hard to believe with Tetris and Minesweeper and stuff like that. Minecraft, <laughs> you can actually play Minesweeper. <laughs> Minecraft is the best-selling video game of all time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can There's see more that. copies and more installs than anything and, else. And, because you know what it is, too? It's... It's also like cheap, I, isn't it? It's like definitely oh, it's yeah. twenty. It's like twenty oh. twenty five or something. But even yeah. still, with that, for what you're spending and what you're getting, it is like the one video game that, for the amount of money you're spending, you have like endless yeah. content. Yeah, so it's really cool. Especially yeah. and that's like that's without even incorporating online, like playing different that, games that's what I'm with yeah. other people because and stuff. like because like people also have free servers that you can just go online play on them and it's straight up like they have like mod packages yeah, different, installed like, into different it game that modes. turn it into a different game like it's basically gary's yeah. mod yeah but you could build it and it doesn't break yeah. every other time you pick, uh, boot it up yeah oh i haven't thought about gary's mod in years mm-hmm. I, really... I never liked it no i, I don't get it <laughs> it's I a also, pain in the butt to do anything i like really I forget what what does Valve call its main engine? Uh, their engine? Yeah, like no. that. Like uh oh um, is, is it Source? Yes, it is Source. Source. Yeah, I hate the way the Source engine looks. Oh, I mean, absolutely it's years old at this point. But like even even in like Portal Two and games, like there's something like so distinct about them. You know, like you know you're playing a Valve game just by looking at the way objects move. Or people move, you know, you could just tell that it is the same way with Bethesda, whether it's their creation engine, which they use for the later games, or 
the game brio I think they use for Fallout 3 and uh, Oblivion. You can tell it's a Bethesda game yeah. by the way Because you get stuck experience. in a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, different things like that, you can tell I don't like the way it looks. Uh, Bethesda's engines, like, always look sad. I don't know if Bethesda is able to make a game that looks upbeat at all. Everything looks dead. <laughs> you know? Speaking yeah. of, did you have you seen any trailers for this game Prey coming out? Prey's an yeah. old game. Well, dude. yeah, but they're but, well, they're Bethesda. doing oh, like oh, a, a reboot, a reboot oh, okay. basically. Oh, I didn't know. I had never even yeah. heard of the original. It looks interesting. No <laughs> what? And it said no one did. No, yeah, no I played. I played the whole first one, and it, it was basically the same thing. It was like alien abduction. I mean, it, it honestly g- explaining exactly what it was is a lot harder than mm-hmm. I could possibly imagine, but, like, it's pretty much, like, Native American culture plus aliens. Huh. Plus answers to the universe. Ultimate power. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, do you remember the game Mist for the PC? Like, back in, like, yeah. the 90s? Yeah. My brother really that. liked that game. I, pl- I, like, fired it up and played it a few times, so I was like, I don't get it. But uh, I was like, I was young when I was trying to play, you know. Like, oh yeah, it's a it's a puzzle game. Oh, that's another thing. Have you ever like, like when you were younger, have you ever gotten like bought a video game or had a video game gifted to you that, and you're really excited about it, but you like weren't yet ready for it? I'm trying to. Oh yeah. Think. You know what I mean? Like you weren't yet smart enough to figure out the puzzles, or like even if it's just like even, Zelda. Even if it was a straightforward <laughs> time. Even if it was just a straightforward game, you're like, I don't get like how to play it. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like I don't really think so. Like, because I, I like, I know I played the shit out of like every game I got. Yeah, so. I would, I would also say Majora's Mask is not a game that's that, easy to understand. That it's all. yeah, because you know what it is. It's like obviously you get to a certain point in the game where they make it clear that you have to go back in time, back yes. to the beginning, and then you do everything basically from the start again, but mm-hmm. but differently, yeah. obviously. But um. But so with that, <laughs> that's a like, game that is hard to explain. Yeah, but because, but because like you have to realize that like if you're a little kid who like say this is your first Zelda game, or and you're not that great at video games, it's gonna take you a while to get stuff done. And little kids are not gonna get to that point mm-hmm. where they ha- they get to go back in time before when, it, it happens. When my family so, like, when my family got our GameCube. It came with the Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, which mm-hmm. had Hell yeah. Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina of Time, Majora's, Majora's Mask. And a 30-minute demo. 20-minute. Oh, it's 20-minute. 20-minute demo of minutes. Wind Waker. <laughs> and I think that's it. I don't think it had any Oracle nope. or Link to the Past. No, that's all it I mean, that's still a solid package of games. Yeah. But I remember, because my sisters and I like played Ocarina of Time like many times, and like we started it over and over again. Like You know what I mean? Like We never actually beat it. But, like, I remember just being so engrossed in the atmosphere of it and everything. And, like, I got it, even though it was, like, super hard. Mm-hmm. Then I remember trying to play through Majora's Mask. And, yeah, just, like, not understanding it. Like, even just leaving Castletown is hard to understand when you're, like, eight. Like, how yeah. to do it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, one thing that, like, I just find so amazing about, like, games like Ocarina of Time is as a little kid... I remember, because I didn't play Ocarina of Time again since, like, I was, like, 10 or 12 or something. 
And like I didn't play it again until like they had the remake on the DS. Mm-hmm. And the thing that just like blew me away was replaying the game and realizing how much smaller the world actually was yeah. than I remembered. Because mm-hmm. as a little kid, I remember this place to be like gigantic. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I mean, at least for me, all video like I remember all video games from when I played when I was a little kid way differently than they are. Like, I'm like, no way this game looked that bad. Like, what was it? We just played Twilight Princess, yeah. like, a few weeks ago, and we are like, oh, game is gorgeous. And we turn around, and we're like, oh, what the fuck are we looking at? Although the shadows <laughs> in that game, oh, spot on, <laughs> spot on shadows in that game. Uh, but, but Breath of the Wild is definitely, like, the one game I can definitely say that, like, style is that No, not, not just that. I'm just saying, like, in the future, I honestly feel like when I say to myself, when when I re- when I think back and remember how large scale of a game it was, yeah. I'm like, oh no, like that it is huge, how yeah. large scale of a game it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it could. Lead- I did somebody didn't somebody like time like bottom right corner to top left corner of the map seen and it, like but I'm sure they have and like they timed it and it was just like it was long as fuck. It's slightly larger than. Skyrim's, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, like, excuse me, the width of the map is nine kilometers. So like nine of our actual real world kilometers mm-hmm. is the scale of it. That's the size I want my house to be. Nine kilometers. Nine. It'd be like that. It's uh, just one hallway though. Oh, you'll yeah. you'll be like that guy from the uh, over corner. the garden wall. No, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, it's a Quincy Endicott. That's I'm thinking of. <laughs> Uh, Snowpiercer, like oh, your house is just Snow- a train. Snowpiercer like was fucking bad. And get, to, and get to the next room. Snowpiercer was bad. It was one of those great. movies that like tried that so hard to be like a super like cult movie, but like I loved it. I mean, Chris Evans was. <laughs> I mean, like that is literally like I only like that movie because like I'm like secretly in love, and that's not secret. I'm like in love with Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Like he's a like, very good looking dude. Yeah. Like, if either Chris Evans or Ryan Reynolds came up to me and was just like, let's do it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, one <of> those, <laughs> it's one of those movies that relied so heavily on having really interesting lore and, like, a story, backstory yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. For those of you who don't know Snowpiercer, let's give you an inter- introductory. The idea behind it is we are somewhere in the not-so-distant future where all of humanity has boarded up Noah's Ark style on an <laughs> em- like unbelievably enormous train <laughs> that is powered by a perpetual motion machine. The thing is, it's not as big as like you think it is. No, yeah, it's yeah. not. Um, and so, basically, the guy who made it, he also created like a system of railroad tracks that uh, circumnavigated the globe. So the idea is this train has just been running constantly for decades and humans live on it. And because it's a dystopian movie, as every dystopian movie in the last few years are, it follows the simple rule. There is a group of unbelievably wealthy people in one area who have all the power. Towards and the front. And the train. further away from yeah. them you go, the more like hard knocks life you get. till you get to the very end where people are living in squalor. And the movie focuses on someone from that squalor who decides to rise up against the situation they're in and overcome 
the people who are in the and, and and it's and it's literally a very linear movie yeah. because it's pretty yeah. much they go from one point to the to, to the, the other, other side of the, of the train, train. <laughs> like um and so it's like a bunch of different like small little plot lines that run through it but yeah basically the idea is this guy's trying to get to the front of the train he doesn't know what's going to be there for him doesn't really know what he's going to get from doing it but all he knows is his life sucks he wants to get to the front of the train and shake things up. Yeah. Also, not spoiling anything. Even, even the movie though, sucks. Even though, even <laughs> though, probably not, probably spoiling things. But like, end of that movie, like, these people are fucked. Like, they're dead. Like. Oh yeah, humanity's destroyed. Yeah. yeah like, like, like that's the thing because I'm like, like they're all dead, uh-huh. and like, <laughs> and there's like, children. <laughs> in the in the fucking tundra, <laughs> and all they saw was a polar bear, and the polar bear will probably kill uh, them. So much for Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a complete spoiler. Plot, plot synopsis. There we go. If you haven't watched Snowpiercer, you basically have watched at this point. Good. We so, saved your trip. So uh, they eventually get to the front, and they realize that the train is wearing down. Different parts of it are failing, and so it's being powered by child labor. Yeah. In order to make up for it, the the conductor is taking children from the poor parts of the train and having them be used as the parts in this perpetual motion machine. So like taking things in one spot, move it like basically just becoming biomechanical parts. But this guy is dying. And so he actually like manipulated the whole thing to make our protagonist, Chris Evans, come to the front oh, they of the also train. needed like they were running out of food. So they need to like kill off a bunch of people. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole thing is like, they're in, because they're in a closed ecosystem, there's like a balance. They need to know exactly how many people are born, how many people die, and stuff like that. And so he's like, I need you to take over my job controlling the train. Um, as we hear a train in the yeah, background. Yeah. Uh, and so while that's happening, there's like an angry mob coming after them because they like disrupted their orgy or something yeah no they took all the drugs yeah yeah, yeah they yeah, took yeah. all the drugs from, from the orgy yeah and so the guy that took the drugs made a makeshift bomb on the side of the oh train. because like what what the drug that they were addicted to was like actually like c4 putty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they used the c4 putty drug to bomb the side of the train right after chris evans decides to become the new conductor which then derails the whole train the probably whole... killing everyone except two children and they walk outside because the idea is they were, we were always... both female yeah so yeah humanity's dead <laughs> they were they were always told because the idea is it's they never specifically say what the apocalyptic event was, but it's oh, no, it, was it, was a nuclear, it was a boy. The kid was a boy. It was clearly a nuclear yeah. winter they were in, and so they were always told like you cannot leave the train. One time, twenty years ago, a group of people tried leaving the train, and every year they passed the point, and they only made it like a few hundred feet before they froze, and so they just passed the point where there's just a bunch of people frozen standing in the snow, and they're like, that's why you never leave it. So they're always told the Earth can't. Like the Earth cannot inhabit life. The only place there's life is on the magical train. The magical train, and uh, they basically leave. Powered by children, and they're walking out into the the tundra, and they just see a polar bear, and she's like, and it fades to black. So the and then it says Snowpiercer. It does. It does. It does say Snowpiercer. I know. 
I've seen the movie. I yeah. just think it's yeah. terrible. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shitty sci-fi movie. That's why I love it. That's 90% of my cinema taste is shitty sci-fi movies. But it's like... I didn't but like, follow it, it, like, it wasn't, though. Like, in regards to, like... Oh, like, by the way, it was video also... Video quality yeah, and stuff like that. It was like also that, South like, Korean. That's another thing. It's a South Korean film. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But like video quality and everything like that, like it was a pretty like it was a high budget film. Yeah, it was yeah. a high budget it film. Did yeah. very well too. If I, I think I think it won awards and stuff. I yeah. just yeah. I just think it's, it's not just cool. like I said, it was just sense. because it was but, such mm-hmm. a unique out there idea. Mm-hmm. Other than like I said, just following the cut and paste. Oh, the poor people uh, also ate like theory. like a gelatin bars sun. made out of cockroaches. Mm-hmm. And there was like an absurd number of cockroaches on this train. Like they had like giant machines to like just to like grind them up by the ton yeah they were a lot of turn them into like purple jelly bars yeah yeah which honestly were probably more nutritious than what other people were probably eating on the train so oh and if you like rioted or like broke the rules of the train at all the way you were punished was they opened a porthole on the side of it (laughs) stuck a limb out out. or yeah any limb if you if you've done both of your arms and oh, yeah. until it freezes, and then they hit it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> uh, the movie's great. It used to be on Netflix. I kind of want to watch it, it down. Me too. Uh, I think it's still, like, I think it was, like, on, like, Stars or whatever. So I think yeah. I can, like, still watch it on Verizon. Maybe you got it, man. <laughs> Movie night, guys? Snow it has to be James Bond. No, it has to be Snowpiercer. I still need to see a James Bond. I can't believe you've never seen a James Bond movie. I also Okay. I think statistically, if you're going to see a movie, it's probably going to be a James Bond movie. <laughs> so, so I will say in continuation to, um, for people listening in the podcast, um, Quantum, no Quantum of Solace. <laughs> yeah, after we spent 20 yeah. minutes talking about video games. Quantum of Solace, not that great of a movie, supposedly. And the reason why I say supposedly, I'll get to it. I don't remember it. But like... But it was just like it is the most, it is the least memorable of the James Bond movies. But I finally gave gave it a chance again, and I rewatched it. Amazing movie, is it really? However, I completely forgot the plot. <laughs> I, again. I remember when there is when Quantum of Solace came out. I remember, I remember hearing it was really good. This is the only thing I remember of that movie. Love interest, like I don't even know if she was the love interest drowned in a barrel of oil and they laid her out on a white bed on a perfectly white bed it yeah. was in that like i like like i would have a panic attack like if like <laughs> that was on my bed yeah, first of the all only thing i remember from that yeah. movie. i i feel like i've talked about this on the podcast before but i'm gonna talk about it again since no one's listening yeah um this is just some shit we do to hang out <laughs> yeah exactly this is just eric's way to make me hang out with him <laughs> once a week yeah, I got so it. he doesn't have to drink alone. <laughs> I'm a, hey, so I, I um, haven't been drinking on these lately. That's true. That's true. Uh, I was supposed to see Transformers Two with a bunch of people in movie in the movie theaters, and like on the way there, one person. Wait, what year is this? Whenever it came out, yeah, like two thousand two. And like on the way there, like one person canceled, and then like another people, and eventually, by the time I got to the theater and had already bought my ticket, the last person flaked. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I already bought my ticket. Might as well go see Transformers Two alone." So I sat like I had like you know like the perfect seat in the theater, like the de- the geometric center of the movie theater. We all have different opinions on where the perfect seat in the theater is. For me, it's, it's that geometric <laughs> center, especially like some theaters have like that high like 
middle aisle that goes through it. When you get that, where you have unlimited leg room in front of you, that is the bomb diggity seat. Yeah. So that oh, one. Like middle, middle is like the way I yeah. look at it. Yeah. If you're anywhere. Like, and he disagreed with You know me, when you walk in the theater. Way back. Preferably towards the middle, but it doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, like when you walk in the theater, there's like that main aisle, there's seats in front and there's seats behind. Yeah. If you walk in the theater and the only seats are the ones in front of that aisle, you might as well leave. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're not yeah, going to enjoy because, that movie. Because, like, the, the thing that's like the worst about it, too, is that, like, when you watch a movie in those front seats and you literally have to turn your head just to, to see what's them. happening on the right side of the screen. I remember watching <laughs> like an IMAX film like in one of the front rows. Oh, it was Batman Begins. And I remember like being Great like, movie. I was like, I can't even see the screen. Like I can see a third of the you screen. See a now. pixel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, like, oh, it's red now. <laughs> but So uh, that was black. a really dark movie. Not for like nothing. all like, of the, the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, but yeah. I, well, I mean, like, specifically Batman Begins. I don't mean yeah. atmospherically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you were to watch that on, like, a CRT and it's, like, daylight, you might as well, like, just <laughs> Chris turn Nolan it on did later. That, yes. Right? Yeah. yes. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I thought the trilogy in of itself is, like, it wasn't traditionally Batman, but it was, like, I, I really liked it. Yeah. But, like, I was still so convinced watching The Dark Knight Rises, that that movie was so dark and so horrible that I was convinced that at the end of the movie he was going to wake up from the Scarecrow's nightmare. Yeah. And I would have cried huh. if that happened. Like, I would have cried with tears of joy. Awesome. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. Like, I, I don't think Well, it's just, it's just the whole, like, the whole series is, like, almost like Batman's worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. it's like everything. The whole series, and is so like... I'm just like, and the fact that the first villain was Scarecrow, which is something, he, which is who could essentially place that nightmare in yeah, Batman's yeah. head. Is, that that would have been an amazing way to like, end it. Yeah. That would be a very Inception yeah, way to yeah. end it. But so yeah. Christopher Nolan, just in general as a as a director, right? Yeah, I can't stand him as a director. Because I'm not really a movie guy. Every but like one of his, his movies is like, one, I get it, you make movies. Yeah, like, every one of his movies is like, ooh, I'm like edgy and like deep. It's the same reason I hate Quentin Tarantino. Because every one of his films is, you remember the 1970s? Remember the way we made movies in the 70s? It's the 1970s, guys. Look, blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, and that? racism. Yeah. What Tarantino movie do I like? But I love Tarantino What's movies. the one with vampires? Oh, Dawn to Dusk. I like that one. Yeah, that one's a great movie. <laughs> um, but so, back on... Uh... Batman? No, Transformers 2. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we're playing an early problem. round of the yeah. game. <laughs> when we were when I was sitting in the the primo seat, um, I, I sat down and started, and I was just doing like you know like when you just kind of lean forward on your fist, and you're like I'm into this, and I'm watching this, and I'm watching the whole thing, and I didn't sleep at all. I really don't sleep in movies. I'm watching the whole thing, and I remember sitting there, and the second the credits started rolling, as they're rolling past me, I had that moment where I was sitting there and go, hmm. I don't remember a single second of this movie. <laughs> like, I must have just zoned out and daydreamed for like two hours because the credits are rolling. I was like, I remember Shia LaBeouf screaming. Someone was on top of a pyramid. Yeah. And at one point, Shia was in the screaming. sand staring up at the screen, and that's it. Yeah. No, no. Literally, I think like 
the main plot of all the Transformers movies is Shia LaBeouf screaming, which then got replaced by Mark Wahlberg screaming. So <laughs> I saw the. I saw Wait, the they farts. still make Transformers. Yeah, there's another one coming out. There's a fifth movie. A fifth? Yeah. yeah. I swear there are only two of them. No, there is three with Shia, and then one with Wahlberg, and then the second one is with Wahlberg. And I I thought the Wahlberg was just going to be a reboot, but no, it takes place after. (laughs) And it's so shitty, too, because like pretty much like Shia LaBeouf just at some point, based on the plot, abandoned Bumblebee. And I'm like, what a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) If nothing else, he's got a badass car, man. Yeah. What do you think the gas mileage is on uh, Transformers? Um, infinite. <laughs> do, yeah. they, do, they, uh, do they address that at all? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. They run on Energon, uh, which is pretty that? much like, like I guess, on a Earth, like no, it's like magma, oh. I guess, or whatever. It's literally like the core of the planet, oh. like the energy of the planet is Energon, which is just magma. Also, <laughs> question. I mean, like I don't know how the original animated series dealt with it at all. I but um, it's my life. like the way, if I remember correctly, the way the Transformers, the new movies worked, they're robots in disguise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the they they came to Earth. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Pete. <laughs> the uh, the Decepticons came to Earth, yeah. and they realized they needed to blend in. Yeah, and I remember there's one point where I think it was Optimus saw a like semi trailer come by. And so he's like, I'm going to morph into that and copy myself. Wait, are the Decepticons the good guys? I mean, no. that's, that's okay. the species, isn't it? Or no, it's Autobots yeah. and Decepticons. Yeah. What is the species? Cybertronians? Cybertronians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's Cybertron is the planet, yeah. right? Okay. So, man, we're talking about sci-fi movies hardcore this week. Yeah. Um, so my question was, like, they can obviously decide what they want to turn into. But why is it that once they've picked that form, they never change it? They do. They do? Yeah. But I mean, like Optimus always shows up as a as a semi trailer. No, he changed. Well, like in the uh, in the TV series, he changed into like a fire truck for a while. But and I mean, then like, he changed back to a semi trailer. But that's <laughs> what I mean. Like it's never like like you know what I mean. With like we need to go in the air quick. Where's the only jet Autobot? <laughs> Get that guy. Why can't they all turn into aircraft yeah. and just go? And and if I'm not mistaken, wait, but aren't Matt, some of them like dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah. But and like, one of them's just a pistol, ones. isn't it? Yeah. Isn't one of them just a pistol? <laughs> I think so. Wait, is but, he like the size of a pistol? Or is yeah. he like a car like that turns liter- into a pistol? Literally a pistol. So what, what is... He turns into a pistol. Yeah. Yes. That's his disguise part. Yes. What's his actual part? He's like just, a tiny, know, just like a tiny little robot, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what they all are. But wait, I, but, wait, hold on. Yeah. They're all tiny? No. No. Oh, I'm okay. saying like some are tiny. Oh. But... But if I'm not mistaken, Matt would know this more than I do. Okay. Because both of I were both of us were obsessed him more than me. Um, but I'm pretty sure. Way to throw him under the fire bus. truck was the original Optimus Prime. Okay. Actually, they I don't think they actually introduced the semi trailer until they introduced like like the <laughs> I had like, a meal early. The, I'm like, doing my belt. Where like he got like other robots to like add on to him as like extra parts yeah kind of like a, a megazord <laughs> wait so he got other robots t- attached to him yes as to like a, a mega, mega prime metamorphosis yeah kind of i guess you could say that also, but it's pretty much like it's just optimus 
Okay. Like they just like cease to exist for they the time his, being his while they yeah. Also, like so Wait, hold on, say that again. I need to, I need so to like, process that. So like one so of like, the Autobots becomes Optimus's arm, and Optimus okay. has full control over it. Like that one is not sentient until Optimus. It detaches itself from Optimus, yeah. Okay. They basically it's like essentially okay, it's like a high. If, th- if you think of them as robots, they're essentially saying, like, use my hardware, my software is powering down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's like when you plug a switch into its top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so originally there was Japan made these toys and they're like, oh, we need to like make kids like this toy. So they made a series about it. But it was, was a really good series. That's like, happened I like a lot. It. Yeah, and then like they made the... Like... No, the best thing funny. was is that in the series they introduced um, the best Transformer, Ultron, which was literally a planet... Mm-hmm. Oh no, it was a giant robot disguised as a planet. <laughs> <laughs> and it is amazing. <laughs> like that's the best disguise. Yeah, like, right? Like it's like I don't know. Drifting. I don't know. The semi truck's not in the registry. Except, it's like except it was very it was a very unconvincing planet. It was a very like like it looked like a robot sphere. It looked like your cologne going full circle. <laughs> it here. looked like a board like, sphere. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have. Yeah, where are we at? 45 minutes. All right, all right. We're going to finish it up? We're going to nerd out a little longer? What do we think? Uh, I mean, why why torture people longer than they have to be tortured? That was so rude of me. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, clearly. Oh, it just smells like beef and wine. (laughs) It's what we had for dinner tonight, beef and wine. Yep, spoiler alert. (laughs) All right. So long, so long. Have a good one, guys. Check out Snowpiercer. Don't.